0: From deep inside your audio device of choice.
1: I'm undergoing self-isolation. It's the only way to be. Just for the lack of stimulation. So come self-isolate. With me.
0: Isolating makes me regretful. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so very sorry. I I know I assured you, I assured myself that there was a certain name that uh, wasn't going to be bandied about on this program anymore after uh, several years. And, uh, as I say, I'm sorry to um, violate that assurance this very day. It's not, you know, it's it's not by my own volition. I react to what's out there, and it's out there. News broke last night that uh, <laughs> ex-President Trump um, has... Experienced a loss a week before his next impeachment trial begins. The loss, I say, of his entire legal team. No explanation given except that apparently there was a disagreement over the theory of the defense. Uh, the lawyers that had been wrangled onto his team, mainly by Lindsey Graham, they were South Carolina lawyers. You can't get, well, you can't. Um, they wanted to argue the constitutionality, or lack thereof, of impeaching a former president, a situation that was necessitated when Mitch McConnell delayed the start of impeachment proceedings until a day before Inauguration Day. He's a clever one, that Mitch, isn't he? He's a cutie. The uh, disagreement arose because the <laughs> ex-president wanted his defense to be The election was stolen. So they quit. I have uh, two words of advice for him. Legal Zoom. Hello, welcome to the show. From New Orleans, Louisiana, gumbo heaven. And no, we, we, we don't have gumbo parties. That was invented by a show on Fox. You know, Fox invented something. From that place that I was talking about, I'm Harry Shearer. Welcome you to this edition of the Show. This is the place, ladies and gentlemen, where this year we're celebrating something called yardy-gras. Yes, indeed. If you have to ask, don't worry about it. And now...
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present Let Us Try, a ballad of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Let us try to stem the tide to be
0: It's their hand they're offering us, apparently. Ah, okay. The Army Corps of Engineers, ladies and gentlemen, has disclosed the discovery of plutonium. Yeah, they they weren't even trying, and they discovered it. And other radioactive materials they were found in samples of soil and groundwater north of the burial site for nuclear waste from the Manhattan Project. See how easy it is to get rid of nuclear waste? Just wait a while. Uh, That, uh, of course, created the A-bombs, dropped on Japan in World War II, the Manhattan Project. The Niagara County, New York, field, where the samples were taken from, is believed to have been the site of open-air burning of radioactive material. Always a good idea. That was in the 1950s when we really knew what we were doing. That's according to a core report or a poor report, a concrete pad where the open-air fireplace was positioned still exists, according to the report. The core project manager for the site, Jeffrey Rowley, said although the latest samples were taken a couple of years ago, the agency is still working on a report about how serious the finds are and what to do about them. These reports take time. You know, you got to make sure you got enough paper in the printer, get the, pr- the ink, come on, not even... He said the Corps eventually will issue a final decision on remediation in the four-acre field north of the main nuclear waste site. That decision on remediation will come around 2026, according to Rowley. The ink, the ink, you can't get the... The collection of data is just one piece of the pie that's used to determine if there's a risk involved with this parcel, he said, guy from the Corps. If we determine that there's an immediate threat of potential harm then we would do an immediate response. Obviously, that was not determined. Unquoting him. The data was posted on the CORE Niagara Falls website shortly before Christmas. It showed uranium, radium, and thorium in almost every soil sample within 30 inches of the surface of the field. They were less common in the uh, soil samples. The groundwater samples, which also showed radium and uranium, were taken from monitoring wells. A small amount of plutonium was found in one groundwater sample. Of course, that's not enough to kill you. Oh, yes, it is. Opponents of the project have long said the possible disruption of radioactivity in the soil is one of the main arguments against it, the project being doing something with that site. You know, developing. Put a drugstore there. What a good idea. You can get... You can get uh, some plutonium and some uh, vaccine. Daylight Duluth, in the last few months, people who live along Duluth's Park Point have been picking up shredded aluminum cans on the neighborhood's Lake Superior Beach. Bags Bags full of shredded aluminum cans. The fragments were inadvertently deposited there last fall when the, guess who, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers dredged sediment from the harbor to help build back the eroding shoreline. Neighbors started noticing the metal studded sand in October when a woman walking her dog on the beach found a sharp shard of an aluminum can wedged in the animal's paw. What's the matter, Fi? What's the matter, baby? The dog was fine, not long after, said uh, the president of the local community club that others began to notice more and more bits of metal on the beach glinting in the sun. That sounds pretty. That could be a t shirt. Sure enough, neighbors went down there and started collecting the shredded cans and pieces of metal shards on the beach and also in the water, she said. The shredded metal had emerged from the sand along the same stretch of beach that the Army Corps had built, sorry, rebuilt in the fall, according to Minnesota Public Radio. They sprayed about a 50,000 cubic yard distribution of sediment, sand, and silt dredged from shipping channels in the Duluth Harbor. Did you know Duluth had a harbor? Come on now. The beach has been severely eroded after years of rising water, and monster storms. Those are storms drinking that uh, energy beverage, I guess. Some of the many effects of climate change on Lake Superior, according to Stripes.com. Army Engineers spokesman Bill Dowell says the agency was surprised to hear about the emerging metal. Now they think they know where it comes from. I haven't issued a report yet because you know the ink. We believe there was an area that we dredged that hadn't been dredged in some time. That somebody had dumped these aluminum cans probably around the nineteen seventies. Just based on the vintage of the cans, he said. Corps is basing its opinion on how this happened, on the vintage of the cans. Well, that's the uh, that's the old Schlitz label. The corps did the did test the sediment before it was dredged to make sure it would be safe to deposit on the beach. But that testing was for toxic materials, not for trash. The dredge equipment does have screens on it, said Dowell, but the screens were about the size that an aluminum can would still fit through. And so that's what we think happened, judging by the vintage of the screens. The Corps is now monitoring the beach. you got to be grateful for that. And the uh, Washington, D.C. Circuit court ruled against the government this week, this very week, for letting developers build a massive pipeline beneath Sioux lands, Sioux, the uh, tribe, not the legal action, in the Dakotas without an environmental impact study. It's a win for environmentalists, says Courthouse News, and a Sioux Sioux tribe called Standing Rock. The uh, parties fight in district court for an injunction they could grind the Dakota ac- Access Pipeline to a halt. Oil has continued to flow through the artery in the last seven months as the uh, Corps of Engineers appealed the uh, original district court finding. That it issued a Dakota Access per- Permit permit, I say, in twenty sixteen without performing the necessary study on how crude oil running beneath the lake along the Mississippi Missouri River would affect the environment. Uh, that judge, the district judge, had gone so far as to rule that the pipeline be emptied pending that environmental review. The uh, appeals court blocked that aspect of the ruling and overturned it this week. You know, the the court usually does these environments. Well, sometimes it does these environments. Stretching from North Dakota to Illinois, the pipeline running beneath Lake Oahe. The main water source for the Standing Rock Reservation, just a half mile away, that uh, pipeline has been in a string of legal battles since its conception, and especially since its birth. In addition to concerns that a possible spill could t- contaminate their drinking water, the Standing Rock Tribe complain that the pipeline degrades their sacred lands. They don't under- they don't they don't appreciate an improvement when they see one. The Corps performed an environmental assessment five years ago that found the construction would not significantly harm the lake. But the agency, according to the district and appeals courts, was wrong not to carry out the full environmental impact study. You know, the one that's required by law. But let them try. Don't try. Try again, you know, because they're the let let us try people. Let's follow the dollar now ladies and gentlemen there's been controversy this week in Europe reports this morning this very mo- this this very morning on the BBC that some some um people who favored remaining Br- Britain remaining in the European Union are now having second thoughts as a result of a, a dispute between the EU and AstraZeneca the pharmaceutical company based in London over tardiness in that company's distribution of vaccines to Europe, supposedly from its factory in Belgium. So now there's more news. This from Financial Times following the dollar. AstraZeneca has promised not to profit from its vaccine, quote, during the pandemic. But it has the right to declare the pandemic over as soon as this July. That's according to an agreement with the manufacturer. The uh, pharmaceutical company has said it would provide doses on a cost basis for at least as long as the pandemic lasts. However, memorandum of understanding between AstraZeneca and a Brazilian manufacturer, which has been seen by the Financial Times, defines the pandemic period as ending on july first. The period could be extended only if AstraZeneca, acting in good faith, considers that the pandemic is not over says the contract. Cases globally show no sign of tapering, says the FT. Even optimistics, optimistic forecasts predict an approved vaccine is unlikely to be wide available for public vaccination campaigns before the middle of next year. Oh, that, that would be this year. The Memorandum of Understanding outlines the conditions of a deal signed last July between AstraZeneca and FinoCruz, a Brazilian public health institution. It seems it is the drug company, says the Financial Times, that determine in secret deals who will get access to the vaccine and when. AstraZeneca's chief executive has previously said a number of factors would influence the company's assessment of when the pandemic is over, including the World Health Organization's own analysis. But it hasn't been more specific because, ladies and gentlemen, it, it could well be trying to follow the dollar moving swiftly along from there not to offend you know a
1: house is a very 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 smart house and a
0: you know ADT they're one of the uh Well, they were a burglar alarm company, and now they're a home security company because of the thing. A one-time security engineer for ADT, Telesforo Aviles, all of 35, has pleaded guilty to computer fraud after spying on women through their home surveillance cameras. The Register, the British Tech Journal, says Aviles added himself as an admin user, using his personal email address, as he installed customers' home security systems and set up their accounts. That was a nice... Well, he was thinking ahead. you got to give him that credit. That gave him full access to every part of their lives, you see. When some customers questioned why his email address was on their system, he told some it had to be there for testing purposes. But this week, he admitted in a federal court to snooping on 220 clients in Texas more than 9,600 times over his career with the Florida-based company, spying on them for his own sexual kicks while they undressed and slept with their partners. It's good to know they undressed before sleeping with their partners, but, you know, you got to watch. This defendant, entrusted with safeguarding customers' homes, instead intruded on their most intimate moments, said the uh, Texas U.S. attorney. Prerak Shaw, We're glad to hold him accountable for this disgusting betrayal of trust. He'll be sentenced later this year. Could face five years in a federal prison. ADT is facing multiple lawsuits from its clients for giving them such a smart house. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for News of the Olympic Movement. Produced by Jim Eversol III. Tokyo Olympic organizers said this week they were encouraged by the support of the head of the IOC, Thomas Bach, the well-tempered Bach, and felt on solid ground to hold the postponed event, despite the growing debate over its feasibility. Bach said this week organizers were committed to holding the Tokyo Games safely this year, but admitted for the first time that fans may not be allowed to attend. Large parts of Japan, including Tokyo, are under a state of emergency, you see. Mock said he was very, very confident of holding the games in front of fans in November. This week, he conceded they would now take place behind closed doors. Our priority, he said, is to have a safe Olympics meaning doesn't want the TV networks and their sponsors to lose. Italy this week approved a decree guaranteeing the autonomy of the country's Olympic Committee as bef- just before the IOC was due to impose or at least discuss imposing sanctions on the host of the next, no, the 2026 Winter Olympic Olympics over perceived government interference in sporting matters. The IOC had threatened to ban the Italian flag and anthem at this year's Olympics, if it's held, over a draft Italian law that hands power over sports funding to a government-run body instead of the National Olympic Committee. So, Italy backed down. Any sanction ahead of Tokyo would have been a major embarrassment. Italy didn't want to be embarrassed. The first Tokyo Olympics test event of 2021 has been postponed. That's because of travel restrictions under Japan's coronavirus state of emergency, according to Agence France-Presse. france The artistic swimming test event, I said the artistic swimming test event, which will double as the sport's final qualifier for the Games and is set to te- feature around 10 countries, was scheduled to be held at the Tokyo Aquatic Center March 4-7. through It could now be held in April or May, according to Japanese media outlets, citing sources close to the matter. The International Swimming Federation and Japan Swimming Federation have determined travel restrictions on foreign nationals coming into Japan would make the event too difficult to organize. The two organizations did not immediately respond to requests for comment, and Tokyo 2020 organizers said they would not address rumors. Japan's borders are currently all but closed to foreign visitors until at least February 7th. That's the earliest state of emergency could be lifted. Athletes coming to Japan to prepare for the Games had been exempt from the entry ban. The government revoked the privilege earlier this month. But don't be looking for that artistic swimming test event anytime soon. Even so, the Olympics. It's a movement. And we all need one.
1: Every day!
0: By the way, you may be wondering, as I was, artistic swimming? What the. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm hoping you heard it here first. They've renamed synchronized swimming. He's still not that good a swimmer from New Orleans. This is La ladies and gentlemen and um yeah, I'm gonna have to say that name that that <laughs> the ex president um he's he's back in the news, you know he doesn't have a Twitter feed anymore, and he doesn't have a a lectern, not a podium, a lectern from which to hold press conferences which he didn't want to do anyway recently. But, uh, as I say, he's in the news, uh, uh, first, losing his entire legal team a week before the the, uh, impeachment trial begins. And second, because the Republican Party is having a, not a civil war, sort of an uncivil war um, between the people, the minority of the Republican Party, who thinks that it's time to turn the page, to move on, to um not hitch their wagon to um the Death Star um of Donald Trump and the the members of the party that think the only way we're gonna win in twenty-two is if we're solidly behind the Trumpkin. And no better example of that was given to us than the last few days when House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy from California, Republican, stood on the floor of the House and said that President, (laughs) then President Trump, bore some responsibility for the violence and deaths that occurred at the United States Capitol on January 6th of this year. And um, the the soft kind of squishy sound that followed that was him backtracking on those remarks in subsequent days. Culminating this week in him, McCarthy, getting on a plane, you know, there's there's a health hazard there, and going down to Florida, there's a health hazard there if you don't wear a mask, to uh, meet with the former president to pose for a lovely smiling picture at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, related to that, uncivil war is the case of. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, a advocate of the QAnon theory of events, which posits that um, Donald Trump was a brave soul warrior against a government and media riddled with satanic pedophiles. Yeah. You, you know, you can believe. you It's a free country. You can believe that. Um, but she's on the... She's, <laughs> been assigned to the House Education Committee, which smells funny to some people. Anyway, uh, Marjorie Green and um, Kevin McCarthy all wrapped up somehow in the first episode of a new series, The Mar Apprentice. This week, really, for the first time, the setting moves south. And for the former president-turned-semi-businessman... So does the logic. So, Kevin. Yes, sir. This is a great room. <laughs> it sure is. I mean, it's like a copy of one in Dallas, which is a copy of one at a big English country house. So it's, it's doubly great. Or triply, depending on whether you count the English one. Oops. Uh, what's wrong, sir? I think my compact lens fell out. Mm. Can you see if you can find it on the floor? Um, of course, sir. Right there. Uh, so, as I was uh, saying... Yeah. I remember what you were saying. That I bore responsibility for the insurrection, erection. Right? That's what you were saying? Uh, try over there. Okay. Uh, no, sir. What I was saying here... When we were in the hallway. That everybody bore some responsibility? Uh, That that was a few days ago, You know, Kevin, first thing I got to say, I take offense. Uh, Well, that's why I said everybody. I take offense to the word bore. Mm. Last time I looked, one thing you can't say about Donald Trump is that he bores anybody or anything. Believe me, he's got the ratings to prove it. Take it from him. Uh, what, what what I should have said... It, oh, is this it? I can't tell. Keep looking. Mm. Uh, w- 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 what I should have said is that uh, everybody bears more responsibility than you. You know, put it in the present tense and everything. Let me ask you straight out, man to whatever. <sighs> do you really think Donald Trump bears or bores any responsibility for what happened at the Capitol? A- a- as compared to everybody? Sure. If it floats your boat? Um, I'd say everybody, um, bears much more responsibility. Way, way more. O- almost all, if, if not literally all. Or more. Hey, you know what? I just remembered. I don't wear contact lenses. But look, before you get up, notice that's like a marble floor, right? <laughs> yeah, sure looks like one, all nice and, uh, marbled. Yeah, but they're usually cold. Feel that floor warm, right? Yeah, yeah I, I just thought it was Florida. Oh, oh, please, the- this is a cold house. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Sit on that floor for a minute. Uh, just tell me it's not warm. There's underfloor heating all over the place. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, and it- other things. You know-, you know, this Congresswoman Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a meeting scheduled for this week. I, I need to. You know. You really can't tell about the floor with those trousers on. Just slip them off for a minute. Tell me that's not the most amazingly warm marble floor you've ever sat foot on. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's some unhappiness in the caucus about Congresswoman Green, and I, I, I just feel I have to... Let me tell you something about that caucus, Kevin. Mm-hmm. There are people in it who don't yet understand that this thing, this Trump thing, mm-hmm. is just getting started, right? <sighs> And she's not one of them, believe me. She should be getting the best chairmanship you've got, don't you think? Well, uh, as minority leader, I, I I don't... You know what, sir? Hmm? Th- th- this floor is actually really cold. Oh, I... crap. The Puerto Rican kid must have turned it off for cleaning. Okay. Well, I'll just... It is clean, right? Like, really clean? Very clean, sir. I, I, I just don't remember where... So, Kevin, uh, your task for this week, mm-hmm. assuming... You're still on the team. I think I need to be on the team. Yeah, me too. Great. So, your task is to make really nice with the green lady. Well, sir, there's a lot of members who want to expel her. So, there you go. Your task is to unexpel her. Uh, Can you do it? uh, I can, sir. Good. Uh, What I don't seem to be able to do is find my trousers. I thought, oh, the Puerto Rican kid must have taken him for cleaning. Eh, They'll be back in an hour. Okay, well, I. You can wait in the not so great room. Thanks, Kevin. New team, new tasks, new missions. We're gonna make making America great again, great again! Now, the club is his boardroom. The Mar Apprentice. Power is all in the mind.
1: And then no more.
0: Nutty how that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for news of the Inspector General.
1: He's not a general. He commands no troops. He's not an inspector. He peeks at no stoops. He's an inspector general. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, federal officials repeatedly raided a fund earmarked for biomedical research in the years leading up to the pandemic is all you see as just raided the fund for the biomedical research it might have found who knows what They spent millions of dollars on unrelated salaries, administrative expenses, and even the cost of removing office furniture. That, according to the findings of an investigation into a whistleblower complaint that was shared with the Washington Post. The investigation was conducted by the Inspector General of Health and Human Services, overseen by the Office of Special Counsel, which uh, takes care of whistleblower complaints. It centered on hundreds of millions of dollars intended for the development of vaccines, drugs, and therapies, by the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA. Hey, BARDA, where's that money? An arm of the Health Department of the federal government. The unidentified whistleblower, who is he? Get his name, alleged that officials in the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response at Health and Human Services, which oversees the biomedical agency, wrongly dipped into the money set aside by Congress for development of life-saving medicines beginning in fiscal 2010, continuing through at least fiscal 2019, spanning, yes, both the Obama and Trump administrations. Get ready to take sides. The inspector general substantiated some of the whistleblower's claims, finding that staff referred to the agency as the, quote, Bank of BARDA, unquote, and told investigators that research and development funds were regularly tapped for unrelated projects sometimes at exorbitant rates. I'm deeply concerned about the apparent misuse of millions of dollars in funding meant for public health emergencies, said Special Counsel Henry Kerner in a letter to President Biden. Equally concerning, he said, is how widespread and well-known this practice appeared to be for nearly a decade. He concluded, the Inspector General did, that the agency violated the purpose statute, a cornerstone of federal law, According to the Washington Post, they know their cornerstones. Designed to ensure the law is, is that funds appropriated by Congress are used for their intended purpose. That's why it's called the Purpose Law, you see. For decades, the Defense Department has relied on covert and classified special ops troops to kick in doors, raid high value targets throughout the world. The Department's Inspector General's Office now may be looking at taking its first broad look at whether those shadowy strike forces, according to the New York Times, committed war crimes along the way. The office sent a memo, memo this week to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Special Operations Command, advising them it is beginning an inquiry into the, whether the forces overseen by the command, your Army SEALs, your Navy SEALs, sorry, your Army Delta Force, your Marine Raiders and others, have programs in place to ensure they are following the law during combat and whether they are reporting troops when those laws are broken. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they do that. The four-paragraph memo, first reported by a publication called Task and Purpose, they're following the purpose law and the task law, I guess, could have seismic repercussions in the special ops community, which um, conduct missions with little oversight, backed by a military, a nation that often idolize the elite fighters. Accountability has at times been scant, and the times have been frequent. Your Inspector General, ladies and gentlemen, doing as best as he can. You got to give him that. And now, the Apologies of the Week.
1: We're so sorry
0: got to start with this one. This is a former member of QAnon, a former follower of QAnon, being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. Did you at the time believe that Democrat, high-level Democrats and celebrities were worshipping Satan, drinking the
1: blood of children? Anderson, I thought you did that. And I would like to apologize for that right now, so I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. You actually, but you, but, but you actually,
0: you actually believe that I was drinking the blood of children. Yes, I did. Was it something about me that made you think that? It's because Q
1: specifically mentioned you, and he mentioned you very early on. Um, he mentioned you by name, and from there, if. He also talked about like for example like your family. But yeah, and i I've, I'm gonna be honest, like people still talk about that to this day.
0: I know I do. Was it something about you? Maybe the New Year's Eve show. Dayline Ringwood, New Jersey, trustee Andrew Burgoyne, until recently a member of the school board's harassment, intimidation, and bullying committee, refused calls this week for his resignation after he acknowledged posting divisive and hurtful comments on social media. He opened Monday's school board meeting by apologizing for comments made on Parlor that disparaged politicians with profane impulse, uh, from profane insults and, in response to a post on diversity training, likened college instruction to brainwashing. Burgoyne is a father of three who works as an electrician and building maintenance supervisor said he inappropriately engaged in, quote, some political banner, unquote, and vowed to learn from his mistakes. Parlor, in case you didn't know, is a social media account favored by conservatives and those further to the right. Uh, s- screenshots from his account show posts that derisively characterize the uh, weight of George's last gubernatorial candidate, Stacey Abrams, referring to the governors of New York and New Jersey as expletive jerk-offs and called for leaders in the tech industry to be erased. Quote, I didn't realize how divisive and hurtful words could be until I became on the receiving end of them, he said. I do realize my comments were hurtful, but had no ill intentions. He declined to leave the board, the harassment, intimidation, and bullying committee of the board, after he faced dozens of calls his resignation, including two from fellow board members. Oh, he did step down from that committee, but not from the board itself. All right. Okay, then. Representative Burgess Owens told the Utah House Democratic Caucus on Thursday that he accepts Joe Biden as the president of the United States. He also apologized for lumping liberals in with Marxists and socialists in the past. He spoke during the Democrats' caucus lunch in utah which is recorded an outspoken supporter of donald trump Owen said in december he believed trump had won the election he said at the time he thought challenging the election was the right thing to do but on thursday this week he said he accepted biden as the president from the very beginning he said he will stand with biden on policies that are good for the state his district and the country Owens wrote a book called Liberalism or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. He's an NFL star, Purchase Owens is, turned conservative politician. He responded by saying he'd previously misunderstood liberals. Liberals and conservatives, he said, share a common belief in God, capitalism, and family unity. All right, enough about him. Texas residents got a startling warning Friday of this week, be on the lookout for a three-foot, one-inch male, red hair, weighing approximately 16 pounds, armed with a kitchen knife. The killer doll Chucky is suspected of killing his son, Glenn, according to an Amber Alert sent out three times by the Texas Department of Public Safety. No, Chucky has not come to life, nor absconded with his creepy son. The alert was a test shared by accident. Safety officials apologized for the alert, calling it the result of a test malfunction. Quote, we apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. What about a um, copyright or trademark infraction on Chucky? I'd be calling Trump's old lawyers. Dayline Shawnee, Kansas, officials in Johnson County apologized and pledged to improve logistics for the phase two vaccine rollout. Many older residents had to wait in line outside on a cold day. Quote, we apologize for the situation today where residents, especially senior citizens, had to spend time outside in line on a cold day before making it inside the building where we were giving vaccinations. This afternoon, we've been making plans to exp- improve this experience beginning tomorrow. Unquote. We're going to make it a warmer day. I bet you. I'm. I'm. I got money on it. No, I don't. A Texas man charged with invading the Capitol, and threatening Representative, AOC, said that he was effectively following then President Trump's orders when he joined a mob that stormed Congress on January 6th. Bet you he's going to testify at the impeachment hearings, don't you think? Garrett Miller, also apologized to Ocasio-Cortez for writing "assassinate AOC" unquote in a twi- Twitter post. He said he would be willing to testify to Congress or in a trial about the riot. The 34-year-old guy had a social media account. Also on it, he threatened a Capitol Police officer who fatally shot a fellow rioter, saying he planned to hug his neck with a nice rope. His apology came as a federal judge in Dallas ordered him detained without bail, pending trial, finding he was a danger both to the community and a flight risk. Miller One of dozens of people charged with participating in the riot. In a statement issued by his defense attorney, Miller said he'd been motivated by Trump's claims about having been cheated out of re election by ballot fraud and said, I'm ashamed of my comments. I was in Washington because I believed I was following the instructions of former President Trump, and he was my president and the commander in chief. His statements also had me believing the election was stolen from him. Nevertheless, I fully recognize Joe Biden is now the president of the United States and that the election is over. Donald Trump is no longer president, and I would not have any reason to continue to follow his lead. While I never t- intended to harm Congresswoman, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez nor harm any members of the police force, I recognized that my social media posts were completely inappropriate. They were made at a time when Donald Trump had me believing that an American election was stolen. I want to publicly apologize to Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez and the Capitol police officers. I have always supported law enforcement, and I am ashamed by my comments. He said he was not armed when um, he entered the Capitol. He said until very recently he had not been interested in or involved in politics. Nevertheless, what Donald Trump had been saying about the election really got to me. I guess he's really afraid of a little jail time. I guess he's heard the stories. Deadline Syracuse, New York, on a normal day, Onondaga County's website gets about 20,000 clicks. In 45 minutes last Thursday, the website recorded 767,000 clicks. That's because the county opened 900 slots for coronavirus appointments. The vaccinations page got 480,000 clicks alone. Of course, the page crashed, automatically responding as if there had been a hacking attempt, according to the county executive. I apologize for that, he said. Eventually, the website came back online. Enough people were able to get through to fill the slots in minutes. But the county executive, Ryan McMahon, (laughs) said the incredible competition for slots shows just how far the vaccination rollout has to go. Hey, everybody loves slots especially loose ones. There are roughly 70,000 people in Onondaga County who qualify for vaccine right now. The vast majority are being turned away. I've asked for 18,000 doses, McMahon said. They sent us 1,000. Actor Park yoon Seok, a star in a popular Korean TV series, The Penthouse, War in Life, has apologized after being criticized for abandoning his pet dog. We're getting serious. Quote, it is my fault I failed to take charge of a living animal for its whole life. I admit I am wrong and have been reflecting upon my action. A 36-year-old wrote on Instagram, I don't want to make any excuses. I'm the one who has to change so other people may realize the seriousness of the issue. The statement came after he denied allegations he'd abandoned the dog and other pets. My acquaintances have been raising my pets on my behalf and thankfully revealed that the animals are being well cared for but this does not mean I'm not at fault. I was selfish. I will take this opportunity to showcase a better version of myself in the future. that's not selfish. He appeared with his pets on a reality show, I Live Alone, making headlines for his affection for the animals. But a person who identified himself as Park's former classmate from school claimed online the actor has abandoned other pets. Previously, my college classmate once told me, said his former classmate, that he switched to a smaller dog because his girlfriend at the time was not fond of the beagle he had. Who, who doesn't like beagles? Harvard has formed... No, Harvard's not the answer to that question. Harvard has formed a steering committee to catalog and develop policies around the human remains housed in the school's museums, according to the university president, following a review by the Peabody Museum, which found that the museum holds the human remains of at least 15 individuals of African descent who were likely to have been alive during slavery. This important work, he said, is long overdue. On behalf of the university community, I apologize for Harvard's role in collection practices that place the academic enterprise above respect for the dead and human decency. I can apologize for the year I spent there. Lee J. Young, the de facto head of Samsung Group, has expressed an apology to his employees following his imprisonment As he asked workers to maintain their work despite his absence, he was sentenced to two and a half years uh, after a retrial of a bribery case involving the former president of Korea. The vice chairman of Samsung was put behind bars less than three years after he was allowed to walk free. Samsung blew. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry has apologized with humility for the absence of the United States from the Paris Climate Accord. Of course, President Trump got out of it. Now Kerry as a spokesperson, climate spokesman for the administration, the Biden administration, is getting back in. Top U.S. Capitol security officials apologized this week for failings during the deadly attack on the building. The officials specifically acknowledged a number of missteps, conflicting intelligence, inadequate preparation, and insufficient mobilization of partner agencies, and called for improving accountability systems and communications structures. More communications! More communications! The apologies a week, copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week's edition of the show. Back next week on these radio stations at this time and on your audio device of your choice. Whenever you think, remember to, oh, yeah, I have that thing. And it'd be just like you remembering you have that thing. If you'd join me then, would you? Already, thank you very much. huh. Tip of the show, sh- the sh- Show <laughs> chapeau to the San Diego desk, to Pam Halstead and to Garrett Pittman here at WWNO New Orleans email address for this show, your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts, and uh, the email address and the playlist and the t-shirts, all at harryshear.com. And I'm on Twitter at the theharryshearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions. The program originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long from the Orleans.